Are you searching for the best in online black radio? Then go to blacktalkradionetwork.com, helping you filter through the noise. Real talk, black talk. The internet is full of half-truths and all-out lies. We've all seen them, and many people on social media complaining about it. Here's your chance to show and prove. WorldAfropedia.com is a black-owned and operated encyclopedia. There are several thousand articles, but we need help. We can't uncover all the truth ourselves. So please, join us and become a writer, editor, or blogger for WorldAfropedia.com today. Every little bit counts. We owe it to the future generations to put the truth out there. Visit worldafropedia.com, the African-centered encyclopedia, a global database of African knowledge for the purpose of bringing about global African wisdom and understanding. Worldafropedia.com. Wichita College student is making national headlines after her blog post on interracial dating goes viral. In that post, she writes about the racism she's experienced as a white woman dating a black man. All new at 10, Cakes Madeline Anderson shares the couple's message to others. Madeline? Ashlyn Sullivan and Ramonte Green have been dating for two years. The 20-year-olds say they're opposites in almost every way. She's loud, he's quiet, he cooks, she doesn't. Yet they say the main contrast people notice is that Ashlyn is white and Ramonte is black. On December 22nd, Ashlyn Sullivan posted to her blog as usual, chronicling events in her life. But this particular entry soon became very different from the rest. Before I wrote the blog, the most views I had in one day was 181 views. And after the blog, just in one day, I reached over 400,000 views. And now I'm up to 2 million. Ashlyn writes that a table of guys began catcalling her while she was waitressing the previous night. She told them to stop and showed the group a picture of her boyfriend, Ramonte. So then they started making racist remarks like, oh, you inward lover. And it just shocked me. Like, I had no idea that there are still people that had views like that. Her online account of those racist remarks struck a chord with so many readers that Cosmopolitan magazine emailed Ashlyn to see if she'd write for its website. I thought it was a joke. I made the lady call me because I was like, there's no way that Cosmo wants need a write for this. I knew it was coming sometime. She's a great writer and <laughs> I knew it was coming. The attention has made the once private pair now an inspiration for not only interracial couples, but anyone facing discrimination. Although Ashlyn has received some negative feedback, even a death threat, she says the positive messages, in particular one from an elderly man, has made the whole thing worth it. He just wrote me like this long letter saying like, thank you so much, I'm really going to try to be a better person. You've opened my eyes to so much. And if you would like to read Ashlyn's entire article on Cosmo, you can just head to cake.com and click on the story. context of white supremacy 
Gus T. Renegade in for another broadcast, hopefully to share constructive information on the system of white supremacy. Today's date, Wednesday, May 23rd, 2018. So I have been told uh, two announcements. Number one, the cows t-shirts. I will take uh, 30 seconds. We had a listener might have even been more than one. I think they heard my recent uh, announcement where I was saying, you know, I did not want to be bothered about the T-shirts and gave out the email and all the other information, which I'm about to do again uh, for how you can get the counter racist T-shirts. Basically, this was not something that Gus was enthusiastic about, not on the basis of whether or not it Uh, is constructive. Wearing the shirts is constructive. My experience uh, overwhelmingly has been uh, constructive on being able to question whites uh, and just, you know, experiment and see their reactions. And then also uh, in engaging other non-white people, the times that I've uh, had the shirt on publicly, uh, non-white people have responded very, in a very positive manner, wanted to talk about racism, to share some of their uh, views and or experiences uh, on racism, white supremacy. So it's been uh, very constructive for me. But my lack of enthusiasm is more so because uh, I did not set out to use my time and energy to sell T-shirts. And this enterprise was supposed to be a one-time deal, not an ongoing, you know, into perpetuity uh, selling T-shirts because just... Uh, it's already a lot in terms of managing the program and the archives have been messed with. So having to go back and put all those back in manually and that takes up a lot of time and energy. Uh, I was not interested in devoting time and energy to peddling T-shirts. Certainly not, as I said, you know, for years and years and years. Uh, so there are a lot of uh, reasons in terms of why, you know, I had no interest in this becoming. Yes, this is just going to be an ongoing endeavor. All of that said, the information for the counter-racist t-shirts, for one, the new shirts will say, please treat me like I am a white person. The original shirts said, please respect. Uh, That's another story. I think that's in the archives as well. But the end of it, this round of shirts will say, please treat me like I am a white person. $25. The email, this did generate uh, some confusion, I believe, over the weekend. The correct email for the cows shirts. It is cowsshirt at gmail.com. So it's C-O-W-S, all capital letters, shirt, S-H-I-R-T, not plural on the shirts. Cowsshirt at gmail.com. C-O-W-S, all capital letters, Shirt at gmail.com. Cows shirt at gmail.com. If you drop Trav an email at that address, he will give you all of the information that you need, what needs to be done. The orders are going to be taking place at the end of the month. So, you know, if you need more than one shirt or the shirt sizes, as I said, I think he has a size chart so you can figure out, you know, what size you will need. Uh, But it should be the end of the month. New order. Please treat me like I am a white person. Trav will help you out. Should be quick and easy. Drop him an email. Not Gusty at cowsshirt at gmail dot com.
Last thing I'll say, and the reason that we were a little uh, slow getting started, uh, just tech issues ringing our guest, Miss Tate, getting her on the line. I'd called her repeatedly and it was going to voicemail for some reason. She was standing by waiting for us and kept trying. I mean, repeatedly, this wasn't like a one or two time thing. Uh, so just giving a little time and then we'll ring her again and see if we can figure it all out. Uh, but the last comment I'll get in before we ring her again. I played uh, the segment with uh, Ashlyn Sullivan, Ashley Sullivan, before uh, we went live. Uh, she was a guest on the program a few years back, almost a decade of the cows. She was a guest on the program. This is a, uh, I can't even say suspected race soldier because she's in a tragic arrangement, maximum act of racist aggression. Uh, but she was on the program and it just, it reminded me, she came on the program, her uh, quote unquote boyfriend, black male victim was with her. They were on for about the full two hours. We talked about their incident, her views on racism, all of that. After the program, her boyfriend's, her black boyfriend's brother engaged in a long exchange with Gus on Twitter. I'm not a fan of Twitter or any social media platforms. I use them for the broadcast and, you know, that's that. Anyway, so he's messaging me on Twitter and he's talking about how rude and nasty Gus T was to this white woman, suspected race soldier on the program and that it was a travesty and that, you know, he would have, you know, put me in my place and shown me what for if he had been here. You can go back and listen to the program, you know, to judge for yourself if I was nasty or rude to her. I mean, and, and again, her black boyfriend was here during the or not here, but I mean, he was present on the, the broadcast with her. And I don't remember him, you know, jumping in to curse uh, Gus out or call me names or threaten me for being nasty to his girlfriend. But anyway, her black boyfriend's brother is, you know, talking tough to me, being uh, doing some keyboard thugging on Twitter. And so I asked him, I said, you know, would you like to be a guest to come on to voice whatever frustrations you have about the broadcast? And he says, absolutely, I would come on your trash program and waste my time. Okay, no problem. We move forward. He comes back after I've asked him if he wanted to come on, you know, what the nature of his complaints were. Again, this is not his girlfriend he comes back and he says you know what i do want to be a guest on your program i want to come on i want to have ashley with me so that she can get the respect that she deserves to share her views with your audience in the world absolutely i want to be a guest on your program and i said well wait a minute because you just you just call, and i mean cursed me out called me all kinds of names and what have you not you know that i haven't been cursed at before that's system of white supremacy anti-blackness run amok but he curses me out and calls me all kinds of names. I wouldn't come on your trash. I said, you just, I just invited you to be a guest and you cursed me out and said no. And now you've turned around and you want to come be a guest on the program. And he says, yeah, I changed my mind. I thought about it. I reassessed and I want to come on your program. And I said, well, <laughs> at this point, I mean, would 
would I be incorrect for saying no thank you after you've cursed me out and called me called me all these names and accused me of being, you know, rude to someone I regard as a suspected race soldier? Would I be incorrect for declining you at this point? And he says, that's exactly what I'm talking about. You know, good coon, Nick When <laughs> I muted him at that point. They got a mute button on uh, Twitter as well. But I had forgotten all about the extracurriculars that happened after Ashley Sullivan was a guest on the cows with her victim of white supremacy boyfriend. Woo. 10 years of the cows. You can go back in the archives and check that out at your leisure. We will try again to ring Miss Tate. Hopefully we'll have success this time. Let's see. Forgive the, well, hopefully we'll have the ring. So it won't be forgive the ring. Hopefully it'll work this time. So, Please leave your message See, for three one three four four nine. Doing it again. Doing it again. Doing it again. I am not sure. Hmm. I will message her again uh, to see if we can figure out why it's sending me directly to voicemail. I don't know. That's a new one. I've not had that experience before. We're calling someone on a phone line and it goes directly to voicemail. I will message her again. I reckon I will play a sound clip in the meantime and message Miss Tate, see what she has to say, and then we'll see if we can figure it out. Forgive the tech issues. It is the system of racism, white supremacy. Promise no easy victories. We'll be right back. Context of white supremacy. We are live on the program, so glad we were able to figure it all out with the uh, tech issues, but we can hear you loud and clear. Can you hear me okay? Yes, I can hear you. Awesome. I will introduce uh, introduce you, and we can get started. Context of white supremacy. Thank you kindly for uh, listeners for your patience. Just need a little extra time. Uh, our guest for, okay. t- for today's broadcast, she's been with us uh, several times before. I think it was Pam, uh, who was the one who did the original legwork, uh, racismws.com, Pam and all of her tremendous work, Trojan 
course, publications. Uh, but she did the original effort uh, in saying, wow, uh, I found this book. Or in fact, it wasn't even the book first. It was she heard the interview about the book and then she got the book. Uh, she said, I heard this tremendous interview. I was a black female author. She has this great counter-racist book that's examining uh, doing interviews specifically with a counter-racist framework uh, about the incorrectness of sexual intercourse between uh, white people, white men, white women, uh, non-white people, males and females. Uh, it was great work, her book. Specifically, she has a lot of interviews uh, with black females, victims of white supremacy, uh, and talking about some of the tragic arrangements uh, and what transpired uh, with regards to their sexual activity uh, with these white men. Uh, and again, just being able to look at the patterns. That's something that we've talked about uh, on this broadcast for years, uh, being able to examine patterns where you can see just the consistent uh, acts of racism, white supremacy, and some of the standard ways uh, that whites practice white supremacy racism. I think uh, a lot of our listeners over the years have grabbed a copy of the book, recommended a copy of the book. If you know folks uh, who think, yeah, interrate what they call interracial dating. Yeah, this is something great. This is working against racism or I should, you know, think about trying this, have recommended this book uh, as a source of literature. There is a second edition uh, of the text out. Uh, so you can go to Amazon.com grab a copy. Again, great gift. Uh, if you know folks who are looking for literature related to racism, white supremacy, we're always glad to have her on the program joining us live. Once again, our guest, Miss Renithia Tate. Miss Tate, you're with us? Yes, I am. Spectacular. So glad. And to thank have you for having me. Thank you for sharing a bit of your Wednesday evening uh, with us once again. Always a pleasure to have you on the cows. Uh, for listeners, this might be uh, their first time hearing from you. Uh, anything that you would like to share about yourself before we get started? Well, I wrote a book on the sexual relationships between white men and black females, and I discovered that it was a secret, and I had to find out why was it so quiet, and it still is quiet. And when I did the research, I found out it was quiet because a lot of us don't want to remember the experience. The experience was not, most of the time, the experience was not one that was one to, as one lady told me, why should we air our dirty laundry? And that's how she described it to me when I asked her why was this secret going on. And so some of the things that, it's not pleasant. It wasn't a pleasant experience. And it's nothing to talk about. And that's how black females look at it. So that's part of my research and my work. And um, what else can I say about myself? Well, I went to school. I went to Howard University. And, um, and I was always interested in the race problem. So at, while I was at the university in Washington, D.C., I ran into a Neely Fuller who wrote the book, he's an author, and he wrote a book. I ran into him, and this is how my book started. It started uh, right out of college. Wow. That's young age to get uh, correct information. I know a lot of folks say they wish they had this information uh, when they were in college or were younger, uh, so they could have made 
better decisions earlier. You also have a brand new website for the book promoting your work. Yes. Yeah, I have a re- yes, I have a website. It's called secretsextalk.com. And in the website, you'll see a picture of my book. And we are now I'm now tr- trying to travel the book through PayPal. I'm using PayPal in terms of getting the you know the book the book out there now, uh, I had little problems with Amazon, so I chose PayPal to um, go with PayPal to get the book out. Okay, and so, so my website again is secretsextalk.com. It's like a blog page. Got it. It's linked for people if you uh, hit the if you are listening at Black Talk Radio Network uh, for this episode, it's linked in the description. You can just click Miss Tate's name and it will take you to the website uh, secretsextalk.com. Uh, and I'll say it a few more times as we proceed through the broadcast this evening. But that's the preferred way that you want folks to, to purchase your book. Just go to your website, secretsextalk.com. Yeah, go to my website. Okay. Yes, go to the website and it, it you can put hit the buy now button and it take you straight to PayPal. Spectacular. Secret sex talk talk dot com. Dot com. Yeah, all one word, all together. Renethia Tate's pieces of a puzzle. Uh just for our we talked about the book in depth. I've written uh, a book review uh, about the text. Pam has done great work promoting uh, Miss uh, Miss Tate's work as well. Uh, You can go back in the archives and listen to some of the earlier uh, visits to go really, really in depth uh, with the text. Uh, I wanted to kind of give folks an idea of what's in the text and then apply some of what you talk about in the text to some of the current events. But just when I was talking before about patterns, uh, what's What's one of the major patterns that you observe from talking to these different victims of white supremacy, these different black females with their experiences with white men? Well, I I was like more concerned about this royal wedding and what this wedding, royal wedding is doing to the minds of black females. And which, which is what happens before in my book. And I had a page that deals with the fantasies that black females are in. So now we get, we come to this year and we have a a royal wedding. And what effect does that have on the minds of young black females and old? See, that puts us in right back into a fantasy. Okay. And I guess you could say, I'm going to break that fantasy up, (laughs) you know, doing my research. Because what I found, of course, this, this royal wedding marriage is nothing more than a slave and a master relationship. There's no balance, okay, in the marriage between a black person and a white person. See, there's no balance. It's not just. No, it, if you want to say equal, I, I don't like to use that word, but it's no balance in that marriage. And it did, and it does remind me. What it kind of remind me of is the Sally Hemmings and Thomas Jefferson. And Thomas Jefferson was the president at that time. Okay, and it reminds me of that of that marriage. So my concern was 
what is this marriage doing to black females' minds? It's putting them back into a fantasy. You know, we go in and out of fantasy world. You know, if I had a biracial child, maybe I can get fame and fortune. But what we need to understand is that the racist white people only allow a, a select few black females to live out that fantasy of fame and fortune. So this is what I was concerned with. I was concerned with the fantasies that black females are going into behind this, this royal wedding. For listeners, Miss Tate, who who heard your the beginning of your response where you say this between Prince Harry and Meghan Markle that this quote unquote royal wedding is not balanced that it's no way that this can be balanced. Some people might hear that and be saying, "Wait a minute now, Miss Tate, Meghan Markle, she is a big time uh, entertainer. She has, <clears throat> excuse me, she had lots and lots of money before she met Prince Harry. What are you talking about saying that this is unbalanced?" Well, what I'm saying is one person is white, the other one is non-white. And we are subject, as, as non-white people, we are subject to the racist white people. And I guess Prince Harry, he had on that uniform. I guess that Nazi kind of uniform he had on, you know, uh, I've seen that on, um, on social media where he had a, um, a Nazi uniform on. I don't know if he was playing around with it or was he serious, but the fact that you got a biracial or either non-white female marrying a white person, a white man, first and secondly, mentally, she's, she's not on his level mentally either. We are subject to white supremacy. So this is Thomas Jefferson and Sally Hemmings all over again. Now, she may have a little money, but she didn't have fame and fortune until she got with that white man who brought her fame and fortune. Okay, other than that, she was just another non-white female. Hmm. I think one of the <clears throat> one of the guests uh, at the quote unquote royal wedding, what I've been calling the royal tragedy, was uh, I don't even think it's an argument. Greatest tennis player of all time, male or female, Serena Williams was in attendance, uh, which she also uh, is in a tragic arrangement. Just had uh, her first child uh, with a white man, her husband. Uh, is that another? relationship that you would say this is unbalanced serena williams big time star much more well known than her white husband yeah we when we talk yeah when we talk about balance i'm talking about mentally balanced too you know you got one person that's the white man marrying a girl okay and then megan is a girl compared to the white man and so is serena a girl compared to the white man. So you have girls in relationships with men. Because black people, we are not men and women under the system of white supremacy. 
we have, I see, as they say, arrested development. We were not really able to mentally, you know, be as, as advanced as the, as the racist white men and women. See, they advanced about this world. We not even advanced. We don't even know what's going on in this world that we in. We don't even know what we're here for, what we're supposed to be doing. We still trying to figure stuff out, okay? They know what's going on in this world. They know who got the world, who, who control it, and, and which way everybody should go. So that's why I say marriage is not balanced. It's not just. Because mm. you're marrying a child. You marry, it's a man marrying a girl. Mm. Now, of course, black females don't want to see themselves as girls, just like black males don't want to see themselves as boys. But when we compare ourselves to white people, we can tell if we if we if the truth be told and if we tell the truth to ourselves we can we can we'll know that they are advanced more mentally than we are cuz see they understand the world we don't we still trying to learn and understand hmm. context of white supremacy again our guest author Miss Renithia Tate, uh, you talk about all of this together uh, in your text. I can read two quick paragraphs. Uh, this is from page 33. Uh, you write, black females are not women. We are pitiful and comparatively primitive females when it relates solely to white women. As said before, the code says it is incorrect for non-white people to refer to themselves or pretend that they are grown men and women. The reason is that no person, non-white, who is subject to white supremacy is grown. All persons who exist in subjugation to white supremacy are in a relatively primitive, retarded, and or underdeveloped condition in all areas of activity, including economics, education, entertainment, labor, law, politics, religion, sex, and war. Through the skillful use of deceit and or direct violence, the white people who practice white supremacy forced all people classified as non-white to function as children in all of their relationships with people classified as white. Black females know this is true. Why else would they constantly demand black males to be a man? The problem is that black females refuse to accept the fact that the racists have reduced them to function as girls and not women. Black females are girls in a big-time fantasy about relationships and marriages. You started the conversation kind of emphasizing that you think this real wedding is really intensifying this fantasy-like expectation that black females have specifically. Can you give us more details? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, if I have a biracial child, you know, if I, uh, if I go to bed with a white man and get pregnant and have me a baby, I want a biracial or a, um, a mixed or whatever child, you know. 
That's what we want to do because, see, we can get fame and fortune that way. But, see, my research shows something different. It shows that white men, I've told you it before, the only, the number one sex that they engage in with black girls is all sex. So, again, we back to, we are back to, they only select a few black females who they are going to allow to live out that fantasy. It's only a few. And I am not, and you are not, black people are not the ones that do the selecting. The, white, the racist white supremacists are the ones who do the selecting. So if I have a biracial baby, maybe I can um, get that fame and fortune like Megan. And see, and that's what that, that fantasy is all about. And all it really does is make the, the, the non-white person confused, not knowing what side to choose the white side or the black side, okay? And then they're not liking the black side, you see? <laughs> so that fantasy is, is up there, that fantasy. Is, this Everybody went into a fantasy, even myself. You see, I was fantasizing about the black female. Oh, how's she doing? She got dreadlocks in her hair. You see, the black female that I've seen, the mother. So, yeah, this is, um, this is really uh, a fantasy. But because um, white men don't have sex with black females, not sexual intercourse. Most of them, most white men do not have sexual intercourse with black females. They have all sex with black females, most white men. And this was found out in my research when I found out this was the number one sex that they have with black females. And you cannot have a baby having oral sex. So they're not trying. Now, it's a, it's a few that will do that, but it's a select few. And Serena, I guess uh, Serena Williams or whatever, I guess she... She, um, she got, you know, she's up there with, you know, with, <laughs> I guess she was selected. So he having a baby. Select few. Select few. In fact, I was gonna, select few. I was going to remind listeners that's, that is one of the, sometimes, you know, uh, on this program, we talk about the importance of words. Words are very important. That's something Miss Tate emphasizes in her book as well. Words are very important. Uh, and sometimes it'll be terms, white privilege, uh, obfuscates, obfuscate. It's been an array of terms, but I would say on this broadcast term that is very important, few. Uh, when they talk about these tragic arrangements, the royal wedding and all that, something that you should keep in mind, the vast majority of whites, individuals classified as white all over this planet, all over the known universe, they are not going to marry a non-white person. That is not going to happen. That is bedrock white codification and even some of the individuals that we've had come on this program who have advocated tragic tragic arrangements 
when asked, well, what does the census data say about white people marrying black people have had to admit, oh, yeah, that doesn't happen very often at all. Like less than 4% doesn't happen very often at all. Like extremely minuscule numbers of whites, actually. I mean, most of what we're talking about is just, as Ms. Tate keeps emphasizing, just let's do some old graphic, pornographic nigra rolling around in the hay for fun like we did in the plantation and moving on about my business, dominating the world and you niggers. That's most of what we're talking about with tragic arrangements. Uh, That's uh, correct. Specifically with the, with the fantasy, the other aspect of the fantasy that I think is so important, I wanted you to touch on. Not only do a lot of black males and black females get lost in this fantasy that, Oh, it's going to be somehow wonderful uh, being involved with a white person. Uh, We also think that somehow Meghan Markle, hey, this is proof that racism is on the way out. Can you talk about that aspect of the fantasy as well? (laughs) Of course. That's what happened with Sally Hemmings and uh, Thomas Jefferson. It did not for their marriage, because he was married, she was married to the president. Their marriage did not free the slaves. You see, so Megan and, and Marco and, and uh, Prince Harry, their marriage is not going to do anything to black people. It's not going to change black people's overall condition. Our condition is still going to be the same. You know, we just got these fantasies. It's not going to end racism. And now what I did notice uh, that uh, on social media where these white little girls are saying that they want to be black females. I did notice that. Now, and this probably has something to do with Michelle Obama, because a white woman was on t on on in the video telling telling her daughter that God made her to be white. <laughs> you know. And a little white girl was saying she want to be a black female. So it is interesting that all this is going about because black females are, it looks like, and we are moving in different positions. Now, I noticed that, but it doesn't mean that racism going to end because we, we marrying and having babies with white people. It doesn't mean that racism ends. Grandsister, Dr. Frances Cress Welsing, uh, she theorized frequently that those types of projections and things like the spectacle this past weekend with the royal wedding, she theorized that individuals classified as white seeing that motivated them to practice white supremacy even more. Uh, and what you just said about the little white girl who uh, wanted to be a black female, uh, that to me is the type of thing that Richard Spencer and other folks classified as white that they have been griping about. They don't like these type of projections and this is not what the system of white supremacy is supposed to look like. So, Right, right. Yeah, I I think that has something to do with Michelle Obama, but um, 
you know, you seeing her in that, you see that black girl, you see that black lady in that, in that, uh, you know, in that position. So I think that has something to do with her. But little white girls are saying they want to be black females. I say, well, we've been going through this for a long time because our little black girls been wanting to be white, you know. <laughs> so it's just a mess, you know. Nobody wants to be what they, what God made them to be. It's just a mess, you know. <laughs> so that's how I see it, you know. But I really do think it has something to do with Michelle Obama being the first lady. Mm. Context of white supremacy. Again, our guest, Miss Renifia Tate. Uh, if you have uh, questions, uh, you can dial 641-715-3640. The code 564 Three pound press star six one if you would like to participate uh, I know we had a listener who had a question uh, just wanted to see if you had any suggestions uh, that you would offer uh, a white person uh, married one of their family members uh, in this case I believe it was a white enforcement officer no less married one of their uh, family members and you know, he's just trying to figure out uh, the person who dialed in was just trying to figure out suggestions on how to deal with this. What's the best way to proceed? I think we might have even talked about this before. But do you have suggestions when this sort of thing happens, unfortunately? I mean, is there a problem or I mean, of course, there's always a major underlining problem. But uh, I, I don't understand as to what do they have to deal with? Uh, just being you know. con being concerned uh, that this person is in danger, uh, and particularly married to an enforcement officer. So this is, I would presume, this is someone who uh, is armed because of their occupation, uh, and just feeling like this is a, a family member who is in uh, acute danger. Uh, they're living and going to bed with a presumed race soldier each night. Oh yeah, the, the question is, what is they doing in that bedroom? That's what you, where the mind is being torn up. He see my research revealed that some of them not even having sex with black females, so they may not even be having sex or sexual intercourse. Okay, so they may be just involved in. They may be, and then as um, one lady that was in my book, she um, was married to a white man, and what happened was her she ended up being a lesbian because they were not having sexual intercourse. So she wound up, they was having so much oral sex that she wound up being a lesbian. So it's all about what's going on in that bedroom between that white person and that black person. And, and of course, the black person going to be quiet about it, not going to talk about it, you know. So the marriage is, is, is not balanced. You know, because like I said, several people who I know that was married to white people, or at least a white man, they were off into something else. See, the white man get more freedom when he marries a black a woman, because she won't question where he been and what he doing. She won't question him, because she's like a slave. Now, she's in a fantasy world, too. 
she's a slave and she's in a fantasy world. So whatever that fantasy might be, and this mainly is centers around fame and fortune, you know. Context. But the marriage is... I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just basically saying that the marriage is, is, is not is not balanced. It's not equal. That is the system of white supremacy, uh, making sure that that power dynamic white over non-white is always in effect, even in the bedroom, I would say, especially uh, in the bedroom. Uh, let's see, person who dialed in last four digits, one, five, five, three. Did you have a question for Miss Tate? You should be with us. Uh, yes. Um, you know what? I, I, um, just real fast. I just want to say you, you, you know what? You're a hundred percent right. Um, and it, it's just amazing. If Gus and the call, I just wanted to, wanted to let them know something that happened, um, recently to a cousin of mine and it, it ties into this. Um, his daughter of eight or nine years old got into an altercation with another black child on the bus. Uh, the white child intervened. And when the white child intervened, he basically told the black child to stop picking on my cousin's daughter. And the black child, I guess, you know, said something to this young white, white boy. And um, the white boy said, you're not going to do anything to me because I'm white. And I said, at nine years old, he understood that. That that was just, when my cousin told me this is what his daughter told him, I, I, it was just amazing. Um, okay, do you find that when um, black women get into these relationships, do do they tend to do they do they tend to um how can i put it because i have a female friend that's in a marriage and every time there was any kind of racial tension she felt that she had to go on social media and express um that all white people are bad and she all she oh she oh she over the top always expressed the love that she receives from her white in-laws um, do, do you do you find that a common thing when when um, blacks and whites marry? Well, yeah, usually um, the white the black female usually protects the white man, and same thing with the black man. He usually protects the white woman, so it's the same thing. The black woman norm uh, or female they normally protects the white people. You know, so naturally, that's why you get so much, they okay, they good, they not all bad, you know. Yeah, a lot of black people, a lot of black people do that a lot, you know. Yeah, so, yeah, that's, that's it's, it's common, you know, because they are out to protect white people and try to show the world that white people are not bad, and they, black people should just let white people do that. Okay, but we always get in the way and we want to protect white people on both sides, you know, the black males and the black females. 
particularly on jobs, too. <laughs> you know, it just goes all over in every area of people activity. Okay. Well, well my last my last question. Um, my 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 sister who uh, she she's uh, dating um, dating a white man, and um, when when the news got back to my family that my sister was dating uh, someone white, um, my aunt seemed to um, be very happy, um, as if she struck gold. Like, you know, as if she just won a lottery. Like, you know, it was it was just like, you know, oh, you go, girl. And, um, oh, they're going to have some pretty babies. I, I, was, <laughs> I, was, I, was just, I was just so taken aback from um, the response of um, some of my aunts. Um, why, 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 why is that? Like, why, why, you know, why, why did... You know, I mean, even on a lower level, because I mean, my sister isn't dating Prince Harry, but you know, why? Why do um, black women feel like there's some kind of accomplishment once they start to date white? Yes, they do feel like that. I mean, my baby gonna have good hair. That's where that good hair come from. My baby gonna have this and this and that. You know, that's where that fantasy builds up at, too, you know. But, see, this is, this is a sign of not liking ourselves. That's what Dr. Wilson talk, talked about a lot. You know, we don't like ourselves. So if we, if we feel, see, if a white man come along and say, I'm beautiful, it sticks. It has, because they got power. These are the people that got the power. So naturally, we are the victims, and we're going to respond to somebody that has power. So white people have power in this under, under white supremacy. That's why it's called white supremacy. You see, they have power. They are supreme, Okay. And we treat them like they, you know, they want us to treat them like that, you know. And a white man can make us feel special. You know, I mean, that's what happened with me. A white man said I was beautiful, okay. And I even, I had, I, I never really heard anybody say beautiful to me. But then, you know, as it went on, there, then that truth hit you. The truth, the reality of it, the truth then hit you after all that fantasizing. So I never heard somebody call me beautiful before. So they know how to make things stick when they say things to us. And that's just, like I said, part of that is just we don't like ourselves. And we need, and they can give us validation because we just don't like ourselves. And of course, that was taught too. The fact that black people don't like themselves, don't like their hair, we too loud, all that stuff. You know, I'm not saying that it's not. It's just that we just don't like ourselves. 
Okay, and that's just something that Dr. Welsing always talked about. Uh, if I could just add a, a quick response to that final question uh, the caller shared with us. Uh, he asked about why do and the metaphors that were invoked, uh, The I guess some of the black females uh, that were responding as if his family member struck gold or won the lottery because they are in some sort of tragic arrangement with a white man. I think some of that is exactly as Miss Tate wrote, uh, understanding that black males and females do not qualify as men and women. So to think, oh, I'm in a relationship with a man, uh, you can feel like, wow, I have really accomplished something or I have won the lottery, struck gold. I'm going to be with the man uh, as opposed to make believe. However, that ignores the fact that this man uh, in the system of racism, white supremacy, the man that does mean something. And yeah, that that can have tragic consequences. Uh, Thomas in New York, did you have a question for Miss Tate? You should be with us. Yes, good evening, Gus. Good evening to Miss Tate. Yes. Good evening. Uh, I must say, uh, I, I love what you're saying. Gus, you couldn't have picked a better person to talk about this event and this topic because you, uh, in my opinion, right on point. Um, I want to flip the, my question to deal with um, men in tragic arrangements as opposed to women. And um, I, I, just to um, get your opinion on um, on a certain scenario that I experienced um, dealing with a black male who I um, started talking to about racism, white supremacy, very openly. And um, um, I, I, then I come to find out later that this person has a white wife. And um, um, then I find out the person also uh, wants to do a radio show talking about white supremacy, but doesn't want anyone to know who has a white wife. I just want to know, what do you think about that type of situation right there? Uh, as far as, is that is that deceiving um, people? Or is that um, um, an aspect of, you know, because usually when I see a white woman, with, I mean, a black woman with a white man, she's very proud of that. She doesn't want, she wants everybody to know, this is my man. Um, and, it, and I find the opposite a lot with black men. Uh, I just want to know your feelings on that. Thank you, Gus. Mm. Well, I think you said the black man was what now? You said that he, he, he he's married, not, he wasn't trying. He married a white woman. Um, and um, wants to um, started doing a show similar to like what Gus is doing, trying to explain the system. of racism. But he want to keep it hidden. Well, I see that as confusion. He sounds he sounds confused. You know, to me, he wanna he he wanna do a show, and he married a white woman, but he don't want nobody to know that he's married to a white woman. Is that right? Hello. He might not be in an area where he can speak. Um, yeah. I'm sure he'll respond oh. when he if I'm sure he'll respond when he gets back to the area. But I think that was uh, I think I heard 
correctly the same thing that you did that he uh this non-white person married to a white person it wants to do some sort of radio broadcast to talk about racism but does not want to disclose that he is married to a white person yeah <laughs> and if he's sleeping with white white women how can he even talk uh about racism you know i mean i guess he can talk but you know, to me, it's like he's confused. If he don't want you to know that he's with a white woman, you know, he's he trying to hide her, you know, or hide the fact. He just sounds confused to me. Because you can't come out talking anything with substance when you're in bed with white people. When you're in bed with a white person, how are you going to talk? anything of substance when you, <laughs> you know, I, I don't get it. I see confusion. Dr. Eddie Moore Jr., he's married to a white woman, had a child with a white woman, and he's the uh, founder of the White Privilege Conference. They they talk a lot about racism, white supremacy. The conference is more than, than 10 years old. You don't think that's, you don't think that's an, an example uh, of someone who's talking about racism, white supremacy in a, in a sensible manner? I, I don't know. Not really. Not. I think I heard of him before. Yeah, but uh, it's very difficult to be in bed with them and then come out and just want to talk about racism. It's very difficult for me to uh, follow that, you know, because see that keeps that to me that that sex keeps that confusion going. Confusion is lethal. Was discussing that with a victim of white supremacy earlier in the day. Uh, caller, last four digits six. Two seven one six two seven one. Did you have a question for Miss Tate? You should be with us. Um. Yeah. Uh. Good evening, uh, Gus and Miss Tate. I just wanted to basically give my opinion on what the caller before uh, just. Do you have a question? About. Uh, I actually had a comment. Oh, uh, generally just do questions because uh, people get really carried away with their speechifying. Uh, do you think uh, you can make your comment into a question? Well, do you believe that there are black men that marry white women and go about the business of talking about, I guess, white supremacy or racism in an effort just to play on black people's sensibilities um, in an effort just to profit from black people i mean because we have several examples of that quincy jones frederick douglas jordan peele a lot of black men go about producing black products or marketing towards the black audience while having a white wife or an asian wife or a non-black wife and just an effort just to i guess you know acquire wealth from the black community do you think that's that's you know i guess True. Well, those black men who marry Asian women and all those kinds, these are still non-white women 
Okay, so it's it's a difference between being with a white woman than it is with a non-white woman, even though she might not be black. It might be Asian, Philippine. So it's still a difference in being with them. They're still non-white. And it's a certain way that they got all non-white people on the planet functioning. We function as children. So right away, if you marry a Filipino or somebody, you're going to pick that up. You're going to see they are the ones. It's called white supremacy. They are the ones who got the knowledge. They are the ones who are the smartest. They are the ones who are supreme. Okay, and they set it up that way. So that's one way. Now, in terms of black people benefiting, you know, I don't really, I really can't benefiting from having a white woman, black males benefiting from having a white woman. I don't really see, all I see is confusion. And if you let that black person talk, that got that white woman or white man, if you let them talk, you will start hearing the confusion. The confusion will just come on and leap right on out the mouth. And that's all I see it as. I see it. But if you let that, if you let that black person start talking about whatever, you see that confusion. You know, nothing of substance. I think there was a black guy that was making jokes or something, and it was just nothing of substance. Hmm. My uh, short response to the caller's uh, question, much obliged, uh, is I think it's very important, uh, at least part of my code, uh, the non-white, any non-white person who is engaged, married, in any sort of uh, sexual activity, with an individual classified as white, they are a victim of white supremacy. I think Ms. Tate said uh, importantly earlier that uh, the white person, they do the selecting, not Quincy Jones, not Mr. Peel, the white person, they do the selecting about whether or not this uh, whole interaction is going to happen or not. Uh, And if that's true under the system of white supremacy, that would mean whites are most to blame for anything that happens within this. And from my experience, because I think he was talking about deliberately taking advantage and exploiting black people, marrying a white person and then producing some sort of content or what have you, a product to exploit uh, funds from black people. Man, the people who are most to blame for that always, always, always are whites every single time no exceptions and i would just again that anti-blackness is so consistent when this area comes up the non-white person is not to blame that is a child being exploited that's exactly what miss tate has been saying the whole time she's on the program you do not blame the child for their lack of understanding or being duped by a racist who has a much better understanding of what is happening on this here global plantation. Am I being logical, Miss Tate? Oh, yes. That's exactly. It's better said. <laughs> yes. We are victims. So, yes. We are childlike. So, yes. Yeah, the white person, if, they, if anything going down, 
you better believe the white person is orchestrating it, you know. If anything go down, they approve of it. But I, you know, the black people, we are, we, we get in the bed, white people, we come out confused. We are confused. We really confused when we having sex with them. That really makes us confused. Mm. The person who dialed in last four digits, uh, four, six, eight, nine, you all can... Share the broadcast. People who are in love with social media, feel free to tweet, Facebook, Instagram, any other social media platforms that you are using. Share the content. Uh, Let folks know that their favorite subject matter is being discussed on the Cows Area 8, Renithia Tate. You can visit her website as well, secretsextalk.com. A person who called in last four digits, 468 Nine, your line should be open. Did you have a question? Uh, I don't actually have a question, but um, I do have a comment. I'm a, I'm a big fan of the show, and I, I was listening to any of the episodes. I have a brother who is a so-called homosexual, and he's in a uh, relationship with a white male from South Africa. And he's uh, he calls me sometimes when he's confused about things. And uh, sometimes when we talk about things, he'll tell me, you know, can we just take race out of it for a minute if, if we're having a disagreement? And I always tell him, we could, but then we're not talking reality. Then it's a fantasy. You know, race race doesn't stop. So that's one thing I would say. And uh, one time he told me, I just noticed that what she's saying about the confusion is, is very true. And uh, I just wanted to add that. I don't want to ramble. Something like that. I don't know. <laughs> wow. Now, I was going to say that I was making an effort to be consistent. That is a part of hosting uh, that I just told the previous caller, you know, we don't do comments because people get carried away with their speechifying. And I was about to say something and he wrapped it up. That is exactly why I do not allow speechifying because that is not what most people do. Uh, Ten minutes will pass and they will still be talking. No questions like that is very, very common. So thank you for being concise. Confusion is lethal. Uh, He didn't have a question. Did you want to add anything, Miss Tate? Yeah, I just to repeat what you said. Yeah, that is no matter what kind of sex we got going on. If the sex is with white person, if it's anti-sex or well, regular sex, if, you know, the person is wind up confused. It's something about it mentally, you know, that it hits that mind. Sex goes right to our brain, you know, and it's something about it just makes us, when we with white people, racist white people, we are like children and we are confused. You see, uh, M. DC, uh, if you had a question for Miss Tate, you should be with us, M. DC. Yes, can I be heard? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, greetings to you, the host, uh, and also greetings to you, Miss Tate. 
if you would allow me to just step outside. So my question, um, there's a, there is a non-white politician, uh, just one judge, the judicial race, um, here in Louisville, he had a white wife. He died, um, the same day that he won or no, the day after he won within 24 hours. And then, so he had a white wife. So my question was two things. One, should we suspect that, uh, white people killed him? And then the second question is why did, uh, why did his white wife not protect him from white supremacy? And, and then uh, real quick, he, he died in the hospital. Like he came home, he collapsed according to the news broadcast. And, um, and then he went to the hospital and died. What did they say was the cause of death or did they give a cause of death? It hasn't been updated. They haven't given a cause of death. Uh, we just know he, uh, he, he went to the hospital. He will, he collapsed. Um, and went to the hospital and died. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Heart now, that of course. I just got an update. It was a heart attack. I'm sorry. It was a heart attack. Okay. Mm. So your question to me was, should we suspect? Is that right? Yes, ma'am. Should we suspect that white people killed him? The second question, why did his white, why did him having a white wife not protect him? Oh, because she, <laughs> yeah, we can't look for protection from white people. White people, their main duty is to uphold white supremacy. Okay, so that's one reason why you can't look at white people too. You know, a white man told me when I was interviewing him, and I don't know what I was saying, he said, nobody can protect you. Maybe I was saying something where he felt like he needed to say that to me. Nobody can protect us. So that's the same thing goes for black males, too. White people, nobody can protect you. Like the white man told me, nobody can protect you. See? So that goes for all black people. It goes for black males, black females. You know, we are in a war. It's a subtle war, but we, and at times, it, you know, it's not so subtle, you know. So we are in a war, and what they, what they do is try to keep black females in a fantasy in this war. And then when she go in the fantasy wanting money and wanting fame, then you see the breakup of the family. You know, all kind of stuff happens because on both sides we're being attacked. Yeah, so no, I, I, in terms of the white people killing them, <laughs> well, I don't know, but it's suspect. It's suspect. Is this uh, Danny Alvarez? Is this the correct person that we're talking about? I think Imhan DC had mailed me a link about this situation earlier. Is this, am I looking at the correct person? Yes, sir. You are. I'm see. I'm a victim of white supremacy myself. We talk about confusion. 
I'm still working through my own confusion. I am still learning. I From the photograph, I'm not even sure if he, do you know, like, if he's classified as, as black, Mr. Alvarez? He looks a little on the pale side. Like, um, I, I frequently make errors if there's any sort of racial ambiguity. I frequently make uh, mistakes uh, at times. I found that my racial classification skills uh, are pretty bad. They need improvement. So, um, but yeah, you're, you're sure Mr. Alvarez, he is, this is a black person I'm looking at? Hispanic. Hispanic. Oh, okay. I don't use the term Hispanic uh, as a racial uh, classification. Uh, I generally say is the person classified as white or not. And at least this particular photograph, the one uh, I'll post the the link that I have uh, so y'all can see the same photograph. This particular photograph, I'd say, oh, wow, I'm not sure. I would I would want to know like what's what's on his driver's license like can we get his driver's license or his birth certificate to see what what box uh he has checked But I'll post the link so people can see the same photograph that I'm looking at and you can we can maybe we can vote people can can share their view on uh the racial classification and again I will concede my racial classification skills are very very poor that is something my yoga practice has reminded me of a lot of racially ambiguous people where I just want to ask, greetings, nice to meet you. Can I see your driver's license just so I can see what the racial classification, racial classifications are extremely important uh, in the system of white supremacy. Uh, let's see. Uh, did you want to expound the importance of racial classifications? Racial classifications? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's the white people who determine who's white and who's not. Okay, they are the ones who determine that. And in this in this particular case, I think uh, at one time they was trying to. Uh, when Megan was younger, they was they told her to pick Caucasian, and at that time she couldn't pick Caucasian because she was confused. And but now I guess as she grew older, she went on and picked Caucasian. But you know, and and so they are the ones who allow you to be Caucasian because they tried to get her to when she was younger to put, say Caucasian, but she didn't want to say Caucasian. She didn't want to say. I guess she didn't probably. She may not want to say black either. But later on, she. She went, they say now she says that she's Caucasian now. But the white people allowed her to do that because they the ones, some, um, and I also heard about some, some white men, not these were Asian men, the Asian businessmen uh, that came into town. And when they came to the U.S., they classified all of these businessmen as white. And, you know, they wore that classification to take care to handle their business here in the United States. And I think they were um, Asians like, um, I guess, um, I guess the Koreans. I think they might have been Korean men, you know. But when they came to the United States, they were white men. So the white people, do, they do the classifying. And they let you wear that badge when they want you to wear the badge. 
but we don't. But we're black people and non-white people, we don't. We don't have no power in in, in terms of classification. Very important to remember. I have a, a sound clip. This is talking about the so-called uh, royal wedding. Uh, and just confusion is lethal. Uh, and I think this talks about some of the points that we've raised in the program. And this is from the Orlando Sentinel. So they're talking about the royal wedding, uh, but they're talking about things that are happening in Orlando, Florida. Again, confusion is lethal. Context of white supremacy. We'll play the clip and then get comments from Miss Tate. The stage is set for the highly anticipated royal wedding of Prince Harry and American actress Meghan Markle this Saturday. Their union marks another step toward the modernization of the monarchy. Markle is also biracial, tracing her roots to a black mother and white father. But is it still taboo to be in an interracial marriage? After all, one in six U.S. newlyweds married a person of a different race, according to the most recent study by Pew Research Center. We caught up with one Orlando couple at the British shop to get their thoughts on being in a mixed-race marriage in 2018. When I see a black woman married to a a white man walking down the street, she's kind of like a little smile. I'm I'm learning about the nods, (laughs) too. I'm learning about the nods. Much like Harry and Meghan, their romance has been a whirlwind. We got married, changed jobs, relocated to Orlando. And then found out we were going to have, we we have a child, so we had to change homes again because we were adding someone to the yeah, family. Yeah. So. so you've been busy. We've been busy. <laughs> and just like the royal counterparts, some people were surprised by their relationship in the beginning. At first, you know, it was something that was different, but once... Um, you decide to sit down for a glass of tea, dinner, or start building true relationships with people, it starts to fundamentally change your thought process. And being a mixed-race family can present new questions. Do you ever kind of know what to separate between what's just normal marital stuff versus, oh, this is something different because we have to learn different cultures? I think I've learned so much more. I'm so much better as a person, um, as a man being married to Jacqueline than I ever would be. They say their next challenge is raising their daughter. She's not half anything, that she is all black and she is all white and she is beautifully and wonderfully made. Just giving her a a vast uh, experience of different races, different cultures, so that she not only has an appreciation for her own culture, but also different cultures and can really learn and grow from Uh, what so many different cultures have to offer. But the big question is, will this couple be watching the royal wedding this weekend? It's also the FA Cup final, too, which is a big English event. So my heart would go to the FA Cup final if I had to choose something to watch. But I think it's a historic event, so we may uh, watch both. Yes, yeah. Is that a compromise? See this? See this? Marital compromise. Sounds like they just reached the bridge. For OrlandoSentinel.com, I'm Shannon Green. Context of white supremacy. Uh, I want to get Miss Tate's comments on the clip, but just two things that stood out to me uh, when, and it echoed some of the things that we've been talking about when the black female said that when she sees uh, another black female with a and married to a white man when she sees them in public she gives like a subtle smile and 
a head nod, I was thinking, how do you know that they're married just because you see a black few? I mean, I don't care how much they're snuggled up. And I mean, unless you get up on them to ask, like, how do you anyway, that was one. And then they said uh, one in six married couples in the U.S., uh, it's one person married someone of a different race. Number one, there's one race that is the white race. Two, they were put those numbers up on a regular basis to suggest confusion. Again, you can look at the census. This is not, you know, Gus T. Renegade statistics. You can go look at the United States census. When you look specifically, how many white people marry a black person? Oh my, it's way lower than one in six. What did I say? Most important word of the broadcast, few, very few white people marry a black person. What were your thoughts on the clip, Miss Tate? Yeah, the same thing I was gonna say that you know it's very it was a very few and white people what they do is they count the numbers they know just how many biracial people so called biracial people are out here so they do take they you know they keep numbers on every everything always watching the numbers. That's why I was able to say only a select few of black females would be allowed to live out this fantasy with white men, you know, and most of us going to be quiet after the experience. Because if you're not having babies, well, then what else are you doing with the black female in that bedroom if you're not have, trying to produce a child, having regular sex, in a, sexual intercourse? So what are you trying to do? What are you doing in there? Creating confusion. So this is so, that's what I see. And when black females nodding, yeah, because they, you know, we just think it's, you know, it's a badge of honor to have that white man or that white woman. They ain't nothing but not liking yourself. You know, just not liking yourself. System of white supremacy being devastatingly effective. Uh, And I thought in that sound clip, I think there was a lot of that fantasy element in it as well. Like, you know, are you going to watch this on tele? Because they made a big soap opera out of it. We're all supposed to sit around and watch this for six hours. And what kind of dress is she going to wear? And the food that they're going to serve? And just really being, as as you said, really, really being all into the the fantasy uh, of it all. And in fact, I'm even reminded, Mr. Fuller, he did a lecture in the early 90s. Uh, This is like more than 25 years ago. And he was talking about Malcolm X, the film uh, that came out in 1992. And he said that uh, the late Whitney Houston, the bodyguard, came out at the same time as the film Malcolm X. And they did. I didn't even know that. But they did come out at pretty much the same time, the end of 1992. And he said, look at which one got more attention. Uh, And he said, now, who do you think that film was marketed for that, hey, I could be a Whitney Houston and snare me 
a Kevin Costner. Who do you think that would be, Margaret? Who would want to see such a film? <laughs> and I had never even... <laughs> Man, you have to go back to uh, 25 years ago. Really, really awesome thought. But that fantasy, that's what he was getting at, that fantasy that you can live out in your mind. They are wonder master deceivers. They can tell some tall tales. Woo! Just can you give yeah. some more thoughts? Yeah, I'm disagreeing with you in terms of that fantasy. And we go into that, you know, and it's hard for us to come out of that fantasy. And we don't want you to break up that fantasy. So she see that white man with that female, with that black female, I guess she say, hey, you got your fantasy going. You know, but then when you get down to it, you know, when you really, if the truth be told, it ain't really what we think it is. When you start asking questions about that sex, that's when we find out it's something else. It's not what we think. We recently uh, read, uh, it's one of, I think, if not the most popular young adult novel of all times. It's right up there with Harry Potter, I think. Uh, the Hate You Give. Uh, it's it spent about 55 weeks as the number one book on the New York Times young adult bestseller list. It dropped to number two, and then it went back to number one again. And they're making a major motion picture. Uh, it was written by Angie Thomas. This book is marketed as the book of the Black Lives Matter movement, uh, inspired allegedly by the killing, 2009 killing of Oscar Grant uh, on the BART station in California. Uh, it's about a young black teen who is unarmed and shot and killed by a white police officer. That, in my view, we read this on the book club, that becomes the backstory for a teen interracial romance with a 16-year-old black female who is in a uh, basically softcore pornographic relationship with one of her white male classmates where they uh, get close to having sexual intercourse repeatedly in the book are interrupted a few times, have their conversations about condoms and what have you. Uh, my conclusion was, wow, this is, you know, again, we talk about deception and weaving those fantasies. They give you a book that ostensibly is supposed to be about racism, white supremacy and white people uh, and white police officers specifically killing black people. And then they shift. And then you have, a great white person uh, in the sexual relation who actually the white boyfriend actually goes out and participates in rioting uh, with, or I'll say protesting goes out and participates in protesting uh, with the young teens after they find out that the white officer is not going to be charged for killing this black male. Uh, what do you think about the promotion? Cause it seems like there's an industry promoting uh, these tragic arrangements through movies, TV, even young adult novels to children promoting this message that, hey, this is what to do. Promote that fantasy of that wonderful interracial relationship. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's what it looks like is going on. I'm seeing that, too, promoting fantasies. But they do that every every so often. They will promote fantasies, you know. I haven't, uh, but I have noticed it, noticed it before, you know. 
where they are promoting fantasies with black females. Context of white supremacy. Our caller in Alabama, did you have a question for Miss Tate, caller in Alabama? Good evening. Uh, Miss Tate. Yes. Can you, um, if, it, if it won't disturb you, can you um, share how you, when you argue with, uh, with, a, with your, if you was in a relationship, how did your arguments go? Was they disrespectful towards you? Who was disrespectful toward me? Um, your white partner. Well, that particular relationship well, wasn't a relationship. It was when I was like, uh, I was about 24 years old. And we were hanging out partying. And I, was, I ended up in the bed with a white man after, after we had went to something called a disco. <laughs> That's what we used to call it. And I end up in the bed with a white man, you know. And at that time, I was about 24 years old at the time that it happened. And uh, it was a one-night stand, one of the one-night things, you know. And um, what else you want to know about it? Oh, that was it. I, I just want. I thought you was in a, a long term relationship. No, it wasn't long term. It was a one night. It was a one day, one night thing. But I ended up getting hurt in there. You know, I was hurt. You know, um, later on, I didn't know it was rape, but I did find out later on that I was raped. In a one night stand. Say what? Thank you for sharing. Oh, okay. No problem. <laughs> no problem. Also, guess where next, I'll be on vacation next week. I'm going to head to Montgomery. Oh. Spectacular. Spectacular. Until justice at gmail.com. Great. Love it. People, uh, I've been saying that for years. Take advantage and you can you can learn a lot about racism, white supremacy, just studying the local things in your town or city or state or wherever you happen to be. Just learning your local history. You can learn quite a bit about racist man, racist woman. I will look forward to the report. Uh, the number again, six. Oh, uh, well, yeah, let me. The number again, six, four, one, seven, one, five, three, six, Four zero, the code five six four nine four three pound. Press star six one if you have a question for Miss Tate. Uh, person, I guess you're on the vote line. If you have a question for Miss Tate, you should be with us. Uh, can I be heard? Yes, sir. Uh, greetings, Rob in Wisconsin. Yeah, Robin Wisconsin. Uh, greetings to Gus and uh, greetings to the host of the call online. Uh, my question is related to uh, a black female that has um, been in tragic arrangement, tragic arrangements with white men since 
Um, she was about 16, uh, dated a, um, a older white man, I think 23 years of age, something like that. Uh, went to high school and middle school with this, uh, black female and later in life, uh, we reconnected and, um, we reconnected when I was about 25, um, I'm 38 now. And, uh, I was the first black male that she had ever dated. And, um, I would say the experience, um, now that I'm out of the experience, I would say that, um, that experience was really close to dating a white woman and just from your research uh, I would like to know if you could speak to uh, any of the things that um, you and this I don't know if you may be able to answer this question but would you be able to point out any of the things that you know or may think that uh, I may have experienced after being the first black male that she was in a relationship with. And I'm asking that question, uh, looking for a little clarity as I'm still processing the uh, situation I just came out of. Oh, you want me to, you want me to determine what, um, I'm not following that question too good. Okay. Let me, let me see if I can clarify it. Would you be able to highlight some of the um, tribulations that a black male would experience after um, coming out of a relationship with a black female that have only dated white men? Well, yeah, of course she's going to be comparing. She's going to try to make that comparison. Everybody do that. You know, she's going to compare you to the white man that she was with. And it depends on what type, type of white man that she was with, too. You know, because some uh, black females, they, they may not be with white men that, you know, me, they could be with white men who are bombs. Okay. You know what I mean? Excellent observation. And uh, that hit, hit it right on the head. Uh, the white man that she was with, I would... Um, compared to uh, Charlie Manson. Um, he had been committed to um, a mental institution for, like, screaming at people on the street, even though his family had resources. Uh, he was like a, a dumpster diving type of, quote-unquote, white trash type of a white person. And this yeah. is a black female that was the valedictorian of our high school class. And um, what I started to notice is that, um, like, she would tell me little things about the relationship, like, while she was at work all day, like, he would be there not doing anything, and then she would take out the trash. Like, he never took out the trash. And, um, right. you know, I, I started to notice those kind of things, and um, that's just kind of like uh, um I was just looking for a little clarity if, like, you could uh, yeah. if you help me process some of the, uh, like, horrible experiences that I went through um, dating, like, the black female. And, like, now that I'm coming out of the situation, I can see the extreme victimization that she was under. But while I was in it, 
um, it was very hard for me to see it. And I didn't understand like what I was experiencing at all. Yeah, in some marriages, I understand that they would have black females going to work while they stay at home and do nothing. You see? And the black female would be the one going to work every day while the white man would be at home, call himself watching the kids. Or he not really bringing too much to the table. You know, they got her doing all the humping and the working and everything. You know, I have heard things like that been said about arrangements with uh, black women and white men being married to white women, married to uh, black women or black females. You know, I have heard that they, you know, she stay, she's the mammy. You know, I do have uh, just one last question. Um, do you think you can speak to, um, like? Well, I'll just uh, I'll continue to listen, and then if I have another question, I'll uh, I'll chime back in at a later time. Thanks, Gus, for taking okay. the call. Mm -hmm. Gus, I have a couple more questions if you if it's appropriate. Uh, let me make sure I'm not missing. Uh, if you can give me one second, Thomas, in New York, just to make sure I don't miss any of the folks who didn't get a question in at all. Let's see. Uh, Absolutely. Much obliged. Uh, Ivy, did you have a question for Ms. Tate? Um, Gus, I wanted to know if I can make a brief, a brief comment instead. Ooh, man. Uh, let's see. Uh, the mail caller who dialed in before, his brief was 30 seconds or less. Okay, I mean, it, it, it might be that. Go I'm ahead. I'm sorry? I said, okay, so so go ahead or? 30 seconds or less. Yes, ma'am. Okay, I'll try my best. I just want to say thank you, Pam, and thank you, Gus, and Ms. Tate for coming on the, the program. Your commentary is always uh, very informative and very helpful, and thank you so much for writing your book and for sharing your story because you didn't have to do that and you did that to help victims and um, I really appreciate it and I'm sure a lot of uh, other black females and just people in general really appreciate it and so that's all I wanted to say. Greetings Gus, greetings to everyone on the line and uh, thanks everyone. Thanks Gus, I'm on my line. Well, thank you. Spectacular. Spectacular. Thank you. Thank you kindly. Kept it concise. Spectacular. Uh, let me make sure. Oh, there were quite a few others. Uh, hang tight, Thomas in New York. Uh, caller in Florida. Did you have a question for Miss Tate? The website again, secretsextalk.com. Caller in Florida. Uh, yes, can I be heard? Yes, sir. Thank you very much, sir. Greetings to Gus, the host, the listeners and callers, and Miss Tate. Uh, Miss Tate, I had a quick question. Uh, it was about an interview that they were interviewing, uh, I believe it's Prince Harry and Meghan. Did you see where the question was asked about them having a child? They used the, the singular term. 
they asked they asked um, the couple were they interested in having a child, and he was that one to answer. And he said, no. Did you see that interview? No, I didn't. It was a, was it Megan Marvel interview? It was it was the two of them sitting next to each other. And they were asked about children, or I guess you said having a child, singular. And he answered for both of them. What was his answer? <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. He said, he said, well, well, no, no, well, not, not right now. He like he was the one that dominated I can't hear. the response. Can you can you hear me, Miss Tate? You said you couldn't hear uh, our male caller. Yes, I couldn't hear what he said. Oh, okay. I could hear him. I could hear him okay. I guess if you want to speak up again and and say it, so maybe she can hear it from you. Uh, yes. Uh, can I be heard? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, Tate? I can. Yeah, I heard him. Great. Okay, uh, I was asking a question about the interview, and they were asked about having a child. Were they going to both have a child in the future? And Prince Harry dominated the response by saying, no, we're not going to have one, at least not right now. And they both laughed. And I was asking, have you seen that interview? No, I missed that. No. But he's the one who's, you know, he's the one who said now, now he might not have no children at all. You never know which way he's going to go with that, you know. And I think it is if he don't have none, you know, more confusion, you know, more, you know, you know, the, you know, not liking your mother, you know. Now, she still, she was close to her mother. I understand that her and her mother were close. But usually, it's like that Imitation of Life movie. You know, you don't like the blacks. You don't like your mother. You're trying to get away from that black side of the family. You know, so. Yeah, well, he makes the decisions whether they have children or not. You know. Interesting. Thank you for that response. Say what now? Oh, I, I was just saying uh, thank you for that response. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Did you have another question, caller in Florida? Uh, just a, a, another uh, question about there were, did you, if if anyone did see it, the, uh, as Gus says, the royal tragedy, there was a lot of white children present in a photo in at the uh, wedding. Did you notice that as well? I did see the photo of the um, the big. Yeah, I did see that photo with the children and the uh, and Megan's mother was there. The, the portrait that they took. I did see that. Okay, because I definitely think. That's, um, yeah, I just don't. I don't know. It's got a. It's one. It, how would she be treated? How would her kids be treated if she had kids by him? Of course, um, he doesn't get the throne. She's only going to be the Duchess. So you know, uh, his brother gets the throne. She won't be a princess. You know. 
So it's just interesting, you know. I always wonder how would her children be treated. But he, but he said they're not going to have babies right away, like he did, like he did with that other, like the other um, his brother did with his wife. They got started on children right away. Yes, man, I thought that was interesting. And then I noticed more than one occasion they did use the singular term, uh, child, and they didn't say, like, they didn't put emphasis on more than one. Hey, uh-huh. Yeah. So he, he's making big decisions. Context. Uh, thank you, Miss Taylor. She's a boy. She don't have a voice, you know? Boys and girls, system of white supremacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the person <clears throat> person who dialed in last four digits, 0846. 0846. Did you have a question for Miss Tate? Uh, can I be heard? If you could speak up, that would be helpful. Uh, can I be heard now? That's better. Um, uh, greetings, Gus, uh, listeners, callers, um, Miss Tate, um, this is my first time calling in. And, um, okay. my question is, uh, uh, my question is, uh, you know, for example, like, uh, the tragic arrangements between, uh, black males and white females, like in Hollywood, for example, like the celebrities. I guess I don't hear them now. <laughs> uh oh, I, I did hear you. He was saying, uh, tragic arrangements like with celebrities. If you could uh, speak up, sir, uh, and uh, maybe move a little closer to your receiver, that might be helpful. But uh, if you could speak up, so Miss Tate can hear you. Okay, can I be heard now? Can you hear him okay, Miss Tate? No, I can't. Not, not a word. Wow. Okay. Uh, sir, if you can say your question and then I'll repeat it for Miss Tate. Okay. Uh, well, my question is, um, you know, the um, tragic arrangements between black males and white females in Hollywood, for example, right? Yes. Okay. And then, you know how they usually end up in, like, a divorce and where the white female get, uh, gets a settlement uh, from the black male, and then, you know, that that's it for them, right? Right. Right. Okay. Do you think that, like, maybe in the next... 10 years or so, for example, that there will be like maybe more tragic arrangements between black females and white males in Hollywood in which there will be a divorce in which the black female has to give um, a settlement to the white male. Like uh-huh. for yeah, that sounds logical. I mean, yeah, yeah, that sounds interesting. Yeah, and I could see something like that happening, you know. What is the, the black female have to pay or whatever? Yeah, I can see that because both people have to pay child support. You know, if you, you know, and they pick who they marry too. Of course, when they talk about marrying black people, they pick the ones that got money. Okay. You know. Well, that was. Yeah, that, that was it for my uh, question, so I'll mute, I'll mute my line, and uh, thank you. Much obliged. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think they might have been talking about making Halle Berry pay 
one of her white exes child support or something something of that nature uh, i have to go back to check my statistics uh might be yeah. incorrect but i i think i might have heard something along those lines uh the person who died yeah. in <clears throat> last four digits oh no the person who died in the last four digits zero eight eight nine zero eight eight nine did you have a question for miss tate uh, yes. Um, yeah, you're right, Gus, about Halle Berry. I heard the same thing. Well, the question that I um, – it's kind of like with the guy who just got off um, said, uh, but what I'm noticing – and, Miss Tate, tell me if you notice the same thing. I'm noticing when black men and black women marry white people – they usually end up with white people, you know, not only Hollywood um, celebrities, but across the board, you know, regular uh, uh, people, you know, like uh, when blacks marry whites, they always end up with a white person that has less money than they do, less education than they do, and less going for them than the, than the uh, white person that they're married. And it seems to me like, that white person doesn't uh, contribute. It's like the old slave relationship. Tell me if you've seen the same thing. And my other question is, is that um, I had a discussion with white people a couple years ago, and what did my other thing, tell me if you notice the same thing that I'm seeing. It seems that when white people uh, want to marry black uh, people, and it's related to the last question. It seems like they don't have much going for them out of the system of white supremacy, and they know that. And it's kind. Of, and it seems to me that they're kind of rebelling because they feel that they didn't get, they got cheated somehow to white supremacy. They didn't get the money, the power, of the mates that they want. So they trying to get even with. Uh, white people by getting with the black saying, well, I'll just get with the niggas. You know, y'all don't, y'all didn't give me what I want. I'll just get you upset. I'll just give me a, a, a black person. You know, that's why right. people need to be aware of what's going on. Because, see, and tell me this, Ms. Tate, have you noticed that when certain white people uh, get with us, you notice that some of these white people are trying to talk like they're black, act like they're black, and, you know, that's what made me really suspicious of them, that they're practicing racism, white supremacy. Um, right. Your answer. Yes, right, right. And then what they say is the the white man, he get the best of the black women. Okay, he get the best of the, of the black women. But when it comes to the black male, he gets the worst of the white women. Get that choice. It used to be what they were saying that you know, uh, some time ago, where he was get he would get that the the we the, the black man gets the ones that the white men don't want. Okay, that's how it go. The women that they don't want, they give those to the black men. Okay, and. The, the 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 educated black females that's educated and all this and that she gets the white man, the white man take her, 
and they give us, they give y'all the worst, you know. <laughs> that was an old saying. I think it still goes on now, today, you know. Yeah, okay, yeah, one more thing. Let's take the, uh, now, remember now, the black women marry white men that make less than they do. What I'm seeing is that the, I, I see a lot of black women that are married to white men, like you said, that were bums. They had no money, and I guess when uh, white people were saying, uh, other blacks were saying, oh, that white guy, he's not the cream of the crop, you know. He doesn't, he's not attractive and all kind of stuff. You know, I don't judge men, but, you know, that's that's what I'm saying, seeing is that the white, the black women get still white men that have a lot less going for them than they do. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the woman I usually have to be the one to go to work. I just wanted to add, I have seen that pattern beyond uh, just individuals that are classified as black, uh, where lots of non-white females, the exact same pattern uh, where some race soldier who doesn't even have a GED will latch on to and exploit a non-white female uh, who has like a Harvard PhD and, you know, is clearly going to do pretty well for themselves and be able to, to have a pretty secure, stable living. And they will just leech off of that person and practice racism. I have seen that consistently well beyond individuals who are black. That is a staple of white supremacy racism. Uh, let's see. Make sure I did not miss anybody. I think, well, I'll give out the number again, 641-715-3640, the code 564-943-POUND. Press star 61 if you would like to participate. I think I got all the folks uh, who had a hand up. I think I got all the, the questions. Thomas in New York, did you uh, want to get your other question in? Sure thing, Gus. Um, the first I wanted to say on um, great show, um, and on uh, Halle Berry, $16,000 a month for joint custody. Um, um, I'm looking, I, I've made some observations, um, and I've seen, um, just this past month, um, as the weather got warmer, um, a bunch of older white men, gray hair, salt and pepper hair, you know, looking, um, more, you know, middle-aged white men with middle-aged black women. Okay. But um, they don't look like they've been together for a long time. Like, they're just too into each other to have been married or, you know, when you're looking at middle-aged people, you would figure 20 years, 15 years. They look like this is they're either dating or just got married. And uh, I just wanted to know what you thought about that trend. And also the, the black women I'm seeing, they're um, dressing to attract this white man, you know, like normally... You know, if you've been married for a long yeah. time, you're not trying, you know. And I had another question. Yeah. Did you hear him, uh, Miss Tate, uh, Thomas in New York's question? Yeah. Oh, are you there, Miss Tate? Are you there? Miss Tate, can you hear us? Can you hear us? We're not... Not hearing you. Are you there, Mistake? Uh oh. We might have lost Miss Tate. I will 
try to bring her back. Uh, let's see. Gus, can I say something? Let's hear it. Her um, line had been breaking up for a little while. I just wanted to alert you to that. At least on my end. Hmm, okay. Well, I guess we'll do a, a sound check. I'm dialing her back now, so let's see if we can get her. We had tech difficulties getting her on the line to to begin with. Uh, that <clears throat> we had to use different uh, phone lines. She wasn't able to... <clears throat> You have reached. See there, it happened again. We weren't able well, to. We weren't able to uh, get her on the line. She wasn't able to dial us either. Uh, when I did dial, it kept going to voicemail. Like repeat again. This wasn't like you know one or two times. This was repeatedly. Uh, where it would just go to voicemail immediately, even though she was right there at the phone, you know, waiting for me to call. Uh, we had these back. I mean, yeah, system of racism, white supremacy. I'll give uh, give it like three seconds or so, and then we'll try again. Uh, anyone, if you have a question in the interim, hopefully it'll work when I tell back. If you have a question in the interim, uh, the number again, 641-715-3640. The code 564-943-POUND. Press star 61 if you would like to participate. I think she had been saying she was having difficulties hearing us, so it seems like it might have been some uh, interference on her line because she was saying she was having problems uh, hearing some of our callers that I could I could hear okay. So, uh, while hey, we, Rob in Wisconsin, yes, sir. Uh, yeah, excuse me. Uh, I remember my questions. Uh, if you get her back on the line and get a chance to get to me, yes, sir. I'm gonna. Give it like 60 seconds and then we'll try again. Hopefully it'll work out. I think Thomas in New York said he had one more question as well. In the interim, uh, we should be here for workplace racism tomorrow, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, uh, every Thursday, neutralizing workplace racism. Uh, and then we'll be here on Friday, uh, the book club, session number four, Ralph Ellison's Invisible Man, one of my favorite books all time cowbells are coming not this week uh but they are coming uh cowbells are plenty now that i think of it uh in invisible man so stay tuned uh one of best books i've ever read uh, it is absolutely amazing and we're still very early in the text but same time 8 p.m eastern 5 p.m pacific this coming friday context of white supremacy we will try miss tate's line again and hopefully it will cooperate uh with us again just difficulties of of making a phone call jinkies uh trying again see if it works out i can at least give out her hello Yes. Miss Tate, can you hear us okay? Uh, it's a little choppy, but I can hear you. Okay. I can I can hear you okay. I guess uh Ivy, uh you said her line was breaking up. Can you hear can you hear Miss Tate okay or is her line breaking up? Uh, can you hear me? I can. There's uh, a, quite a bit of background noise. It sounds like doors are, are opening and closing. I don't know uh, where that's coming. Yeah, from. that was me on my end. Okay. Yeah, that's hopefully. Yeah, if we have that done, that would be great. But yeah, you you sound crystal clear. Can you hear me? Okay, Miss Tate. Yeah, I can hear you. 
Uh-uh. It's something making some noise. Hmm. I'm not here. I guess, Ivy, are you able to hear me okay? Or is it is it noisy? Am I breaking up? Well, you're, you're fine. Okay. I am yeah, not... something when you talk. I hear something, some kind of bell or something. Wow. That is... <laughs> Is it is it too much uh, to to continue, or is it too disruptive? Yeah, it's a little too much for me to continue. Okay. Uh, do you want me to to hang up and and try it again, or we'll just maybe we can try it again uh, a different day? Okay, we can try another day. Another day that'll be good. Okay. Lots of disruptions. I appreciate your your patience for hanging in uh, through the very beginning. I told was telling listeners, you know, we had those difficulties uh, just dialing in at the very beginning. It was lots of phone trouble today, but thank you for being patient uh, with us and sticking through it. I think we still were able to get a lot of uh, constructive info. Uh, the website again, secretsextalk.com, and that is the preferred way. Uh, Miss Tate would want people to get her book pieces of a puzzle uh anything that you want to say before we uh wrap things up miss tate the only thing i want to say is that we hope we come out of come out of these fantasies and deal with the truth that's all i want to say <laughs> i hope we are able to come out of these fantasies secret sex talk.com the book pieces of a puzzle the guest, the author, and our guest for the evening, Miss Renithia Tate. Thank you so much again. Sorry about the tech issues. We will have to do it again and hopefully not have all the interference. But again, thank you for being patient and hanging in with us this evening, Miss Tate. Okay. Thank you. Thank all you right. so much. Okay. Bye-bye. Good evening. Context yeah. of white supremacy. Uh, apologies to Thomas in New York, Rob in Wisconsin. Uh, tech issues. It was whole evening, as I stated, whole evening of uh, difficulties. We can get her back on, hopefully, and get your questions and or others. Uh, if you had a question uh, for Miss Tate, hope it was of some constructive value. Uh, one of, or in my view, folks' favorite area of people activity, bar none. Uh, any other comments, questions, uh, folks want to get in? Yeah, hey. cause I, I want to ask the question because I was going to pose it to both of you, and it alludes to the question um, that you asked on Saturday. And um, when you look at this wedding that just took place, um, you asked about Obama and, um, you know, the quote-unquote Obama effect, um, where, uh, in my opinion, he, it lured us black people to sleep for eight years. It gave us a, a sense of, of inclusion into a system that is very in, in, in inclusive of us. Um, it, you know, we felt like we had a president of the United States, and the United States is anti-black um, to start with. And I'm looking at this wedding. Now they're adding um, someone of uh, what you would call black um, stock into the Voyou family, and um, their first mission is to travel the world. And um, I think they've been given, like, the peace, um, something to do with going around the world asking for peace and things. Sounds a lot like what Obama did when he first became president, um, kind of gave a better image to what the norm was of the United States. And um, do you think that it's a potential that they're using her for that? Uh, I mean, it could be. Uh, I mean, any of these, it, it simply just could be practicing racism 
white supremacy. It could be a lot of things. I'd probably have to wait to see, you know, what are they doing? Uh, how are they investing their time and energy or what things are being covered uh, over the first, you know, 60 days, 30 days, 100 days uh, of their marriage? Not that I follow what they're doing, uh, but it could be uh, just have to watch. But I mean, again, just that act of racism, white supremacy alone, it, it, it causes so much uh, confusion, uh, regardless of what they're doing. Uh, if they just came out and waved, had a glass of coffee, a uh, mug of coffee every day. That would be enough just seeing that uh, because so many non-white people see that and just say, oh, my gosh, what do you mean racism? You know, the prince just married Megan. Mo, what are you talking about racism? Like you're so old school and how you're, you know, thinking about the world like that alone has huge confusion is lethal. Said so, so many times on the program today and just just pushing uh, those fantasies, as Miss Tate said, that in and of itself has huge value. You had people all over the world uh, this week who were watching that. And I think uh, Andrew on the Global Sunday Talk broadcast this past weekend in London, he was saying that all the significant you know, things with regards to white supremacy, racism, the Grenfell uh, Tower Fire inquiry is starting. We talked about that last year. Uh, where you had hundreds of people who were uh, racially dislocated from their residence and the fire victims. I mean, you had dozens of people who died as well. That inquiry is starting now. And uh, what they're calling the wind rush scandal uh, in that part of the world where you have a lot of black people uh, from the Caribbean. They were encouraged to relocate to England, that part of the world, to help them rebuild after World War II when everything was in tatters. Uh, And they didn't give these people proper paperwork saying, you know, you are legally authorized Negroes to be here. Uh, They didn't give them all of that documentation. So you have a whole generation, uh, what they're calling the wind rush generation of these folks who don't have documentation. And now they're coming around and said, "Uh uh-oh, you know, you're a suspicious nigger. You might be one of these ISIS infiltrators. You know, you don't have your paperwork. You know, we can boot you out of here. Uh, and so they're having these black people, lots of stories of these black people that are being detained and <laughs> racism, white supremacy, terrorized. All of these things are happening right now. That's not the major thing that's getting attention. The major thing that's getting attention is, oh, man, racism is being crushed. Did you see the royal wedding? That alone is huge. Uh, if you can get... And I mean, gosh, thinking of how many people were paying attention to the royal wedding, this royal tragedy this past weekend, millions, tens of millions of non-white people all over the world talking about and folk that alone has huge value in the system of white supremacy. That sort of uh, confusion uh, is of immense value in and of itself uh, to racists. I could be in error. And again, we'll have to watch to see what they're doing, you know, over the time that they are together to see how how that also is going to be used once they're together and, and traveling the world, as you say. Hopefully that made some sense. Have you heard of every. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I was going to make this this very last comment and I'll mute my line for, for the evening. Um, I've also made an observation of white women um, around my work area, um, it seems like white people are always working out. They they always always in yoga pants and stuff. But um, they they all uh, a lot of them seem to have um, fake um, um, booties, um, fake butts, 
Um, you can see the the implant and then after wearing yoga pants, it's very you know obvious. And they've already been known for pink breasts. Um, now when she's brought up the lips, because um, um, pretty much what she said was the number one um, sex between black men, um, black women and white men is oral. I would have I would have bet my life it would have been anal. But um, it, it kind of brought home while I see so many white women. Now with these big, vivacious, fake, you know, injected lips, are they trying to look like black women completely? I mean, you, you fake butt, um, bigger breasts, and big lips. Now, I mean, it's um, it's not the you know cliche, but it's obvious that we have a different phenotype as far as lips. So I just wanted to point that out, and I'll meet my line for them. Thank you. Appreciate that, Thomas in New York, Robin, Wisconsin. You were going to comment, sir. Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, just want to purge myself quickly. Uh, you know, I'm attending, uh, college, technical college, and, uh, I'm in school for human service. And what I have observed in that field is that it's basically, um, servicing non-white people, um, the dominant culture, white people know the situation that non-white people are in. And they have created a um, revenue stream to, quote, unquote, give services to the non-white people that they're dominating. And while I have been in this field, I've kind of figured that out. And um, academics come fairly easy to me. And um, I have got a little unfocused, well, a lot unfocused while I was in class and I kind of figured out um, that people are not in really in there to solve problems. And uh, I called myself quote unquote, um, going to hook up with a white female and me and this white female exchanged phone numbers and we were texting back and forth. And <clears throat> luckily, I stay in the question lane and um, in the course of question and answering, uh, I asked the question and she expressed that she was uncomfortable with the direction that the conversation was going. And um, she said that she didn't want things to be awkward. And uh, I told her no problem. Um, no, no awkwardness moving forward. And so when I get to class on that Monday, uh, I'm in class for maybe 10, 15 minutes, and a security guard comes to the classroom, and they walk me out like a perp into this uh, smaller classroom across the wall and told me that I was being investigated for inappropriate comments or conversation and or harassment of this white female. And... Uh, I thought that that was very interesting because, quote unquote, we live in a country where we supposed to have freedom of speech. And um, after they, quote unquote, did their investigation, uh, I was uh, cited with a warning and uh, no, um, I guess, quote unquote, no harm came from the uh, in a 
quote unquote inappropriate comment or what she felt was inappropriate. And I'm just sharing this uh, situation because I have been the type, like before I was uh, less confused about racism, I would engage in sexual activity with uh, white uh, females, but wouldn't take them serious as far as like a relationship. And um, what this situation uh, has taught me is that um, even now that that's off limits and um, it really uh, just put me back in the perspective that I am in a weak position and uh, thank you for allowing me to share. Thank you for sharing. White women are extraordinarily dangerous. Uh, white people, period, are extraordinarily dangerous. Um, wow, like being, I mean, the trauma of that. I mean. Oh, oh God, last thing. Uh, this white uh, woman is married to a non white male. Hmm. Man, uh, race soldier extraordinaire. Um, thankfully, I'm glad that was brought up. One thing I would say, uh, in terms of we should just have a bedrock code no sex with whites, just no sex with whites. That doesn't mean we're, uh, well, we can make me make an exception if I'm not going to be serious. Like, no, uh, I think Dr. Welsing used to say also when you play around with sex. The joke is on the offspring you do not want to have, as Miss Tate was talking about, a one-night sand, or we're just messing around and have that be a whoops, and now I'm tethered to a race soldier for the next 25... Oh, my God. Woo! Uh, you want to have a code? That code should be no sex with whites, period, for any reason. They are extraordinarily dangerous. Uh, also, I think it should be a bedrock part of the code. Uh, no sex uh, with a person who is already in some sort of arrangement. Uh, if they're married or if they have a girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever the situation is, I just think that should be a part of uh, the counter-racist code uh, because we are supposed to be about the business of solving problems without creating new problems. And I think just having that sort of chaos, that, that can just add to a lot of confusion and deception. And that's the main part of what we're supposed to be clearing up is confusion, deception, not creating new problems. Uh, I think it's that should be a great bedrock part of code. You do not get in any sort of arrangement, sexual activity. Person is already in a arrangement relationship make sure that we're doing things in a correct way we already got too much of that with the system of white supremacy but uh yeah that i mean just the whole classroom interruption and being snatched out of class i mean that's centuries of white supremacy racism uh where <laughs> you're having a chat a conversation it doesn't even have to be sex you all could just be talking about you know flapjacks <laughs> And maple syrup and the next thing you know you're being hauled off and accused and <laughs> the entire history of racism white supremacy that that sort of thing has been happening again white people are extraordinarily dangerous and as uh robin wisconsin said the weak position that we are in uh in comparison i mean who do you have the call she can make one phone call because i felt awkward and get that sort of action who can you call who can we any of us if it had been me who could i call 
uh, they say, oh, no, 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 this sort of thing is not going to happen here. Messing over my my education. I'm a serious scholar and, you know, that sort of thing. Let me make a phone call and get them to back up off of me. I don't I don't know a whole lot of black people who would be able to do that. They might. I mean, you could give them 100 calls. I don't know too many black people who could, you know, find a number like bingo. And they're going to be able to get that problem solved quickly, like within the next five minutes. That's the system of white supremacy, racism. We got to take it very very seriously. That's it. Do we have a, a final comment? Anybody needed to get in before we get ready? Can I be, can I be heard? Uh, yes, sir. Imhan DC. Yes, sir. I had a quick question as to if a victim, if the victim can mistreat the victimizer or can black people mistreat white people? I know we can be discourteous, but can we dis- can we mistreat them? Does, does that make sense? Is that possible? Can a non-white person or black person, can they mistreat a white person? They could be discourteous. How would a non-white person mistreat a black person? Uh, I guess you could say, yeah, if a black person shoved them on the street and that wasn't like if they did something and it wasn't I am doing this in response to racism, white supremacy, if they weren't doing it deliberately, would that still count as this is a counterviolent act there, you know, even though they're not doing this intentionally in response to racism, white supremacy? Yes. Yes, sir. Hmm. I'd have to think about that if they're not doing it they didn't set out to do that. They were, they had something else in mind. Does that, does that still count as a, I had to think about that. I had to think about that some. Yes, I got a final comment if I can. I was still thinking on DC's question. Oh. Does that count? Anyway, yes, your, your, uh, that was supposed to be our final comment, but I was still pondering on the question. Anyway, yes, we'll get your final comment. Oh, um, just as far as the book study, uh, I had read The uh, Invisible Man before, and um, I was a little confused uh, by the text. And just the other day, I was heading down to the college, and I was all set to uh, give the book back. I said, well, I'm not going to read it again. And while I was standing on the bus stop reading the text, I kind of fell in love with it. I'm reading, and I'm going to hold on to the text. Thank you spectacular it's it is an awesome book i'm loving it i hope listeners are enjoying it as well uh we are still very early in the book we're only going to be on chapter i think it's chapter six uh for this coming friday we're right uh when uh, the main character is going to meet with dr bledsoe to talk about his uh blunders uh even though he didn't do anything incorrect but all of the problems that happened as he was chauffeuring this white man around the black campus but that's friday 8 p.m eastern 5 p.m pacific invisible man ralph ellison man oh man loving it anywho uh thanks for folks tuning in uh hopefully the archives the audio won't be i can hear miss tate so i think the, the archive should be should be fine i'll check it out and 
make sure everything is up to speed. Again, some of the archives, I think we had some racist interference there as well. So some of the uh, older archives are not working. That is a major chore to have to go back to manually upload uh, hundreds of programs. But I am aware uh, of that and was working on that before the flood, which disrupted everything. But trying our best to hang in and uh, continue on the counter racist grind. If you have questions, problems, finding something in the archives, if you have a guest suggestion, otherwise other gripes, complaints, until justice at gmail.com. Again, sobriety would be best. Uh, I think Miss Tate, when she was telling uh, her incident uh, of being victimized by this white male, she said, I think it started at a disco. I would be willing to place a wager that they probably had alcoholic beverages at that disco. Sobriety would be best. I think she might co-sign on that one with me uh, for us to just be able to think so that we can make great decisions. Wars being waged against us in all areas of people activity. We really want to make sure that we have our brain computer functioning optimally uh, so that we can make phenomenal decisions and really crank out solutions, new concepts to permanently solve the problem. Racist man, racist woman racist child. Uh, certainly, if you're in a vehicle, you want to be sober and buckled up every time. Uh, race soldiers, they are looking to have us shackled up. Any excuse will do. Let's try to do everything we can to minimize contact with race soldiers. Buckling up is a real easy one. That's it. Creator, we ask that you help us remain patient with other black people, victims of white supremacy, we ask that you help us remain patient with ourselves. Remind us to demonstrate the highest levels of black self-respect at all times, in all places, each and every time we are in contact with another black person. It has been time. Replace white supremacy with justice immediately cow signing out thanks all for tuning in nigga you so brainwashed i'm a victim brother problem. you're a victim yeah. i'm a up. victim of 400 years of conditioning shut up the man has programmed my conditioning mm -hmm. even my conditioning has been conditioned ah.